music's suddenly playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars in a million bars Guitars are softly saying Mexico yeah, that's where we're going now, uh, Mexico, and we say um, a very good morning, well, good, good evening actually, to uh, our good friend uh, John Bonfilio. Uh, John, thanks uh, ever so much for joining us. Good evening, Martin. How are you? I- I'm fine, thank you. Absolutely fine. Yourself? Yep. Okay, we just had a tropical good, storm good. pass uh, nearby, but luckily it's uh, mostly missed us, so that's quite nice. Oh, good. Yeah, well, I suspect that's um, something that happens quite regularly this time of the year, yeah? It is, especially, obviously, we live in the tropics and, you know, hurricanes are to a penny here during the summer, but especially because um, the Bay of Campeche is a strange little bay. And generally speaking, when things hit us at the beginning of the season or at the end of the season, when, in my head, hurricanes get a little bit confused, they don't quite know what they're doing. So yeah. the standard hurricane path doesn't really flow and that's basically what's happened with this one it's just sort of it appeared out of nowhere in the in the gulf and just decided to make a beeline for land but luckily well luckily for me i say yeah. a couple of uh, hundred kilometers southwest of us so we've only just got the edge of it yeah so unluckily uh, for uh a few other, other people, people. <laughs> yeah, but not, not other people who cares about other people now um i want to talk a little bit about tijuana because um when i'm in i'm in la for a, a couple of, well let me try LA, la for a week and san francisco for a week when i go over to see my daughter uh in california where she's working over there for sky news uh and uh, planning to come down to tijuana which i don't how far from you is that it's it's basically the the, the complete opposite end of the country right. to where i am but that's fine i don't mind yeah. uh i don't mind doing that little that little hop uh to to, to have some uh, some some kellner some kellner some live kellner time <laughs> well that'd be uh, plus lovely. i think it'd be really interesting yeah, yeah well it would and be Tijuana interesting it is a fascinating place i was going to ask you tell me uh apart from uh, having a drink with your good self what else is there to look forward to in tijuana well, I, I'm going to I'm going to um, message you privately about the stuff that maybe might be <laughs> worrisome. So on on this slot, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to refer, refer to this or think of this as the as the Mrs. Kellner slot uh, and yeah. things that she might look forward to, to doing in Tijuana. And actually, one of the I mean, look, just I guess in terms of the brass tacks of the, of the thing, Tijuana on the border with San Diego, uh, westernmost city in Mexico, right up there in the northwest. Interestingly, the largest bi-national conurbation on the U.S.-Mexico border. There are lots of cities on the U.S.-Mexico border that have, uh, you know, supply and demand things. So you've got two sides of the of the fence. But Tijuana and San Diego are the biggest to the biggest urban space. Uh, and 50 million crossings a year with wow. San Isidro, uh, the main crossing in Tijuana, being the most transited on Earth, city of two million people. And this is where it gets interesting because it is one of the fastest growing cities in the Americas with over 80,000 people arriving every year and grows by a rate of three hectares per day. A lot of this is to do with migrants, migrants that want to get up to the US. They get up to the border. Tijuana seems to be the most obvious place for them to to get to. But then maybe they can't cross. I mean, now there are significant Ukrainian populations of people uh, uh, Haitian populations in Tijuana. But what this oh, means yeah. is that uh, Tijuana is is actually one of the most cosmopolitan, active, fluid, uh, energetic cities in, in Mexico for sure at the moment and has an awful lot going on. And this definitely evidences itself 
on a day-to-day basis with the citizens of Tijuana um, getting out and doing their, not so much their civic duty, but really making some some noise about who they are and what Tijuana is and the kind of vibrant nature of, of Tijuana. For sure, if I was, um, you know, if I was someone moving to Mexico for the first time and I, I wanted a really you know, active, uh, engaged life, I would seriously consider Tijuana despite its its difficulties. And just yesterday, uh, there's an organization called Pabailar Tijuana to Dance uh, Tijuana that was the is run by an organization there, by a civic organization, which promotes art and culture at the center of, of uh, who people in Tijuana are, especially in terms of the, you know, the youth and so on, that, that organized a flash mob in the, in the main avenue through the center of Tijuana, in which hundreds of people came out and danced for a 20-minute period about how much they loved and appreciated Tijuana. And this, it's this kind of stuff which actually you know, it really energizes me and makes me think really beautifully about spaces. It's about when citizens come out uh, and just say, look, this is this is our place. This is our home. And uh, and we, we love being here. And that's not what you normally associate with places like Tijuana. But it is very much in evidence there. So if what Mrs. Kellner is looking for is uh, <laughs> a surprising, positive civic underbelly. Then that's what oh, we're going to yes. find in mid-November. Oh, she loves a civic underbelly. She's um, certainly not looking for me dancing for 20 minutes. That's uh, we don't. We can just watch. Not, we can sat. Yeah, I was going to say that's sat not. The fringes. Yeah, that's not going to happen. You know, if, uh, I've got high blood pressure. Would, I can't. You I and can't me dance both, Martin. Minutes, so, you and yeah. me both. Fair enough. Um, tell me about the man who almost had his arm ripped off by in Tijuana. That's an oh, interesting look, story as well. This is a whole different story, and it's a little—it's close to my heart because I have a dog called Max. But this is the hero, very much the heroic history of Max, and we come to the other end of Mexico uh, for this story, in which uh, dog, a man's best friend—not so much this man's best friend. This guy uh, apparently knew uh, a, a family member of this disabled couple that lived in this house, who were. Uh, who uh, uh, can't see uh, particularly well and they can't hear, but they have this dog, this pit bull called Max, that they have in the house, to, which is obviously designed to give them love and company, but also to, to protect them. So this family member decided that he was going to make the most of this, uh, this couple by breaking in to their house uh, on the 7th of October, just a, about a week ago in the, in the town, of, in the community of Copoya, and proceeded to, strangely, despite the fact that he knew the couple, uh, uh, come across... Uh, this pitbull called Max, and Max decided that this guy wasn't going anywhere and decided to, I mean, sadly, stroke comically, begin to take on the man to the extent which the, the first that anybody knew about it was neighbors heard wild screams and called the police and the emergency service. And by the time they got there, this man was a bit of a meaty mess, including having almost lost entirely one arm at the hands of Max. In a very typical Mexican way, the photos that have been released of this involve, you know, they're not sanitized at all. They involve Max in the patio, blood spattered absolutely everywhere, including all over Max's mouth and so on. Cue a massive, uh, I wouldn't say controversy, because actually the only people that were really uh, asking for Max to be put down were the family of the burglar who said that uh, the dog was a danger to the profession, to the burglary profession. Remarkably, yes. which is some gall to be able to argue that point. But everybody else has said, uh, you know, stood in, in front of the house, defended Max and said that we actually want a statue built to Pitbull Max 
rather than anything uh, uh, to take place against him. And actually, the, 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 the authorities uh, only yesterday said that, uh, far from putting Max down, that there was actually no reason uh, to engage with criminal proceedings against him or to, yeah, or to, or to, uh, or to clamp down in any way on the dog's behaviour because the guy was already involved in uh, in negative criminal activity when the dog set upon him. So Max lives on, and uh, and the south of Mexico will move on to another story this week. But for this week, it's very much Pitbull Max and the man's dis, uh, distended arm. Yes. I think my sympathies remain with the burglar, but there you go. Um, now, World Cup fever has hit Argentina. No surprise there. Um, and everyone's going crazy, you tell me, for Panini sticker books. Yep, and, and, and in a world in which Argentina has suffered great inflation and uh, problems with supply chain issues, you know, some of the things, obviously, I know that the, the UK is struggling with a little bit, but nowhere near to mm. the extent that Argentina is. And, and this year is World Cup year, as you say, no surprise at all. But what the surprise is, is that people aren't getting flustered about the lack of milk in the in the corner store or the lack of uh, flour for bread making. Uh, they're annoyed about the fact that the Panini sticker books are uh, are around, but there are no stickers to be had absolutely anywhere, to the point at which um, the Ministry of Commerce in Argentina has got involved and has brokered a meeting between the Panini uh, sticker organization, the company, and kiosk owners in Argentina, who are predominantly the individuals that sell this stuff, who are heartily sick of long queues uh, around the block to, to try and buy stickers, but there are nowhere no stickers anywhere to be found. So they've attempted to, to broker a deal between them, and, and apparently sticker uh, sticker production has been upped by 20% uh, to Argentina, but still nobody can uh, can find any, as, as far as anybody can make out. Also amusing because the U.S. ambassador to Argentina in Buenos Aires released a video a couple of days ago in which he was opening a series of, um, of you know, these sticker packs, mm. and he just so happened to come across the messy one and was very happy and stuck it into his panini sticker book either he's very lucky or they they <laughs> bought amount of uh, yeah, the stickers and then just recorded and recorded and recorded until he opened the messy one uh and uh and, and, and there you go most surprising at all perhaps with the argentine sorry between uh, with the u.s ambassador argentina is that when he sticks them in his book which i guess tells you something about his interest level of interest you know i, I don't know about you martin but certainly in the years in which i used to get involved with panini sticker books i would be very precise about how i would stick my sticker oh, in, yeah. and it would be but this guy that 45 degree angles it's crazy oh. Ridiculous, especially as the, I mean, obviously the sticker everybody wants there is the Lionel Messi one, and uh, to to stick it like it's it's a crime against nature, no. really. Yeah, absolutely. He's feigning interest. It's not genuine, I no. think. Isn't that strange for a politician? Um, mm. Right, uh, John. That, oh, so it's not a he's more of a civil servant, isn't he? Really, for the ambassador. Uh, John, as always, thanks uh, ever so much, and uh, we'll talk again next week. I'll see you soon. Yep, good man. Uh, there we go, John Bonfilio from Campeche in uh, Mexico. Uh, we'll take a short break, after which uh, a slight truncation.